0: How's your day been? Uh, now you've entered into the stage of 2020 known as a secondary lockdown. Um, not secondary lockdown.
1: The the you know specifically today has been alright because you've just been playing some Pokemon. But uh, I am in the one area of the country in the highest level of lockdown, so it's great. Yeah. Uh, so it's looking like um, our
0: plans to see each other at all before 2020 ends are not going
1: well. Uh, well, no, the provisional idea is that I will now be in complete lockdown for about six months. Great. Awesome. So I was
0: wondering, like, why is Liverpool, like, specifically done so badly? Until I saw a clip this morning of, oh, here are people celebrating the last day before lockdown. And it's, like, a crowd of 300 people dancing ah. to thumping techno that like the police are like, please just go home. Get the and fucking got, hint. And you're just like, oh, because I went out yesterday um, yeah. with Adam the channel and we went to one pub where we sat in a like completely enclosed um area but like you no know, like five six feet away from everyone else mm-hmm. and had like two three pints and i still felt like is this okay for us to do yeah is this good is I, i'm sure it's gonna be fine but i'm still worried and then i like the news this morning like people in the middle of like, a mosh pit and you go oh no people just don't give a fuck this is why I can't see my mum at Christmas.
1: Great, thanks. Yeah, this is why I'm literally going to probably spend Christmas. Just with like, Jenna and the puppy, which I'm not hating on, but I do like Christmas to have a bit of time with the family. Like That's what we do every Christmas. And it's that... going to be a bit sad though, because A, people can't listen to the rules, and B, the government refused to lock everything down. Okay. Like, I'm just going to fucking spend all my time on my own for another six months.
0: Yeah. I feel so bad for anyone who's like stuck alone. That's that's rough. Well, you were at the start of lockdown, weren't you? I was, yes. And then my girlfriend moved in. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's not it's not too bad. But I don't mind being on my own because like I have my job was talking to my friends. Oh, he's that is true. To my friends. So it's not really that big of a deal for you. I just mean more people. So there's a friend of mine, and he's really been having a rough time of it mm-hmm. because he's just stuck in a giant house that yeah. he can't do anything in. I would, like, I would definitely be completely fucked if I was living on my own, because it's just like you, the toll it takes on people's mental health. is like, yeah, I, d- I don't, to envy fathom.
1: anyone. And like, if anyone is living out on your own, like, um, I would just recommend at least trying to do your best to get online and talk to people, or give people a call, or like, try and find a social group. There's a lot of like lockdown groups that are doing things remotely to just try and keep each other. Like, I guess a little bit socially interactive because it is rough being on your own. Yeah, just uh just anything
0: to keep yourself mentally stimulated. For. I just mm. saw that clip and went, we're all gonna die. I'm gonna fly like, yeah. I s fly I thought like that thought present went through my head yesterday when I'm sat in a pub socially distancing, having a pint, I felt really, really irresponsible and really bad about it. Yeah. And then you go look at, like other people like fucking going out and clubbing. Don't how are give clubs a even, for... how are they even open?
1: yeah and um it's one of those things of like oh the government thought they were really clever by being like look pubs have got a short 10 so what happened at one minute past 10 every fucker ran to like the the supermarkets and just bought all the alcohol and partied on the streets yep immediately and it's like great good job and i really do not have any faith in this system when i look and liverpool and the surrounding areas are the highest level of lockdown that the government is saying they will commit to. And it's like, oh, okay, uh, so pubs and restaurants still open if they serve a meal. Uh, oh, schools are completely open still. University it's like, what the open. fuck is going on? Oh, God. It's like,
0: I still remember what Nisha said to me, just the way she summed it up, and I went, that's never true. And I looked it and went, oh, it is. Where it was, um, you can't see your grandma, but you can go to Walton Towers and ride Oblivion with her. yeah. <laughs> And that's what—that's the one that baffles me the most. I had this conversation yesterday with Adam because, like, af- as of today, uh, the rules are you can no longer go to somebody else's house.
1: Yep, like and not so, even in the garden over here, at least. But you can go to the garden here. But I don't have a garden, so I'm in a flat. Yeah.
0: So I just sat there and went. So me and you, after this, is maybe the last time we physically see each other. We can't go to each other's houses. Mm. A, a, you know, a, an area that is. Uh, completely under my control, is clean, is sterile. Yep. And um, you know everybody in there. You can't come to my house, but we can go to a beer garden mm-hmm. and be surrounded by like 30, 40 other people from 30, 40 other houses. Yep. And be served drinks and sit here and do that, and that's fine.
1: And it's, oh. and it's one of those, of, oh. like, other countries have literally proven if you just say, Fuck off, let's have like three weeks of really intense lockdown, like New Zealand for example. New Zealand are getting back to everyday life. New Zealand have beat it twice. Yeah, and they are literally holding like events without social distancing and masks and shit. They are just full on, just back in full gear, because they that? had the balls to commit to it. Well, was that a great thing, wasn't it? Like that clip of, oh, here is
0: New Zealand, the football game. Yeah, and it's like, and we can do this because we know there are no cases. Yep. Because we locked down fully for three weeks, and there are no confirmed cases, so we can now just have this. And you compare that to what's happened over here. It's like we've had six months of half measures, and then we're gonna get another six months of half measures. And then you think, like, the amount of money that's been wasted doing this would it not have been just like more cost effective to so
1: just shut down for three months, uh, three weeks? That's the thing is because it's like, oh, but we've got to save the economy, blah blah blah. We can't shut down businesses completely. It's like, but if you shut them down for three weeks, it stops them struggling for a year. It's like, it baffles me.
0: (laughs) It's so great. I love it. They can't get
1: past, like, the short-term
0: solution. That's, like, true of almost everything, where there are so many seemingly obvious um, solutions to a lot of societal ills. Mm -hmm. The only reason they don't get implemented is because it takes a long time. Like, there's a, a couple of, like, um, studies that have been done um, I, I don't recall the exact details but uh, essentially um, every dollar invested in something or every dollar and pound invested in something like education yes, um, has a societal net benefit that pays out multiple times over. Mm-hmm. It's like Every like, pound you put into education will in about 10-15 years time when those children, teenagers enter the workforce pays out like, like four or five times over. The problem is that's the thing that requires a massive investment now and doesn't see any results for 10 years. Yeah. And no party in charge wants to go on the thing of, well, nothing's going to get better until 10 years time. People want solutions for problems that exist now. Well, or again, it's not seeming... only
1: a problem with like, oh, we won't see the benefit immediately. It's we won't see the benefit by the time the next election comes round. Which is what you don't want, yet. yeah. 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 Because then the other parties are going to throw it in your face and the public's going to throw it in your face. of like, Well, you said three years ago this would help in 10 years and we haven't seen the, the solution for it yet. And and it's it's like, that thing as well of
0: oh. um, when you don't... Uh, if the other party gets in and they can just
1: undo all the work. Well, that's requires... um, exactly what, for example, Donald Trump did with uh, the Obamacare. Which is like, constantly... like... Oh, you're trying to uproot the healthcare system within the matter of like four years it didn't work out let's completely undo everything
0: yeah it's like uh, the irs in the united states um is cr- like chronically underfunded mm-hmm. and there is like a statistic out there it's like every dollar invested in the irs um, pays out six times yeah but like if you every dollar you invest in it we get six times as amount back because more money in the irs means we can collect more in taxes mm-hmm. uh, because the uh tax system is a, like not a voluntary service but it relies on people being, being honest. Scared. Being honest and the fear that the IRS might catch them. Yeah. And the more underfunded it is, the less likely they are to be able to catch you. Mm-hmm. So, it's like it's an honor system. And that's yeah. why you get stuff like Donald Trump being able to pay $750 in taxes over 10 years despite mm-hmm. being a billionaire on paper. Yeah. And like, it's like that's one of the reasons that can happen. And then you have stuff like Greece is a really good example where um, their tax system was like self-reported. Okay. So you had doctors earning 100,000 euros a year um, paying like tenner in tax. Oh. Because they've got to self-report their own earnings. It's like, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there are multiple studies that have been like, every dollar you invest in this, it pays out. It is the safest investment a government can make, but Mm -hmm. it's not very sexy to um, uh, say, we're going to give money to the IRS. Nobody likes the IRS. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, but, um, And there's so many of those things like economists, statisticians, experts on the subject, like this would pay out. It is absolutely a slam dunk guaranteed win, but Mm -hmm. it won't happen because it's very unsexy to invest in. uh, It's hard to
1: sell to people.
0: Because it's an abstract concept. Yeah. Same thing with like uh, climate change. Mm -hmm. where even though you can actively see the impact of climate change happening right now in the world. And despite like countless um, studies and all the evidence pointing like investing in climate change infrastructure like to help prevent it and like, you know, into green energy, it pays out. Even if you don't think climate change is real, just having renewable energy and not being reliant on another country for oil or like, you know, a, a dangerously a dangerous industry mm-hmm. that exploits workers like coal mining for energy and being completely self-reliant on a infinite, and then having an infinite resource.
1: It's just a good thing for a country to have. Well, it's um like, if you go down to just a personal scale, it's that thing of, oh, if you get solar panels put on your roof, they will pay off completely within 10 years, and you'll be getting free energy. And people are like, yeah, but that costs money now. Mm-hmm. Is that oh, is like the thing of like, uh, just it'll pay for itself in
0: 10 years. It's like, but I don't want to do that. It's like, oh, but... The thing is, you're always going to need this stuff. And it reminds me a little bit of um, when I went to a bank meeting a couple of years ago. Okay. And the uh, the lady I was talking to said, have you got life insurance? I went, no. I'm like 25. Mm-hmm. And she went, well, you should get it. And she had that like, the most like brutally simple way of putting it. It's like, look, it's only going to get more expensive and you're going to die. <laughs> the place. So, like, everyone dies. hmm And life insurance only gets more expensive because the older you are, the less chance you have to pay into it. So like to get a decent payout for your family or whatever, you need to put more into it. Yeah, yeah. And you say like mine's a pound a month. I never Mm -hmm. noticed that going out my bank account. Mm -hmm. But in 50 years time, when I die, because everyone dies, that'll be like a two, three hundred thousand pound payout for whoever's in my family. Fair enough. And it's just that explanation, like you're going to die. You might as well prepare for it now if you can. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's just the way so brutally simple, the way she put it. It's like, you're going to die. It's like, I am. I never thought of it like that. I will eventually. <laughs> it's like the one certainty in life. Um, that and taxes is all what it takes, unless you're rich. Yeah, yeah. That and taxes. Death and taxes are the only two things in life that can be guaranteed. We should really change that saying because it's <laughs> evidently not true. It's not. Just fucking ask Jeff Bezos. Zero dollars in tax. I see he got richer, didn't he? He got richer during the pandemic.
1: Uh, many billionaires are getting richer at the moment, yeah. Almost every single one of them, yeah. Yeah, as uh, people are like losing jobs and getting evicted from the houses, and
0: it's great, it's great. That's the weird one, though. Like all the like the lockdown stuff of uh, I, again, this comes down to like short sightedness. Mm-hmm. Um, like we thought like the government, they have the choice if you can shut down for three weeks. And sort this thing out now, nip it in the bud, and it's like well, that'll cost a lot. That'll cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. short term. Yeah. Well, then the net benefit would be well long term though. You don't have what's happening right now, and it's the same thing of like oh um, if you support industries and like give people money so they can stay like give companies money so they can keep paying their employees. That short term that does cost a lot because like you know, that money's just going you're just giving money away. Yeah. But long-term, means that people don't get fired and it means that they don't spend, like, the next three years on unemployment, which yeah. is going to cost more. It's like, I just don't understand how there isn't just a guy with a clipboard just with the numbers on a piece of paper. Yeah, And It yeah. just shows them those numbers because even if you are what you're, like, brutally cynical about and you don't actually care if people lose their jobs or not, mm-hmm. surely you decide you can just show which number's bigger. Let's avoid doing that one.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, even... If it is due to cynicism, like, it would still benefit you?
0: That's the one, yeah, that's what always confused me about it, where even if you look at it from the most cynical possible standpoint, like, in regards to climate change, Mm -hmm. if you don't believe in it at all, it still makes
1: sense to invest in this, because it is infinite energy. Just, Just literally, off just a corporate measurement of, like, how much money it will save you in the long run, it will be better for you. Because you haven't the capability to
0: produce an infinite amount of this resource, mm-hmm. everybody needs to use. <laughs> Effectively, meaning it has the potential to earn you infinite money. And it's like nah, but why would I do that? Oh God! Very strange, eh? Very strange. Very strange times we live in. Mm. But just that thing, like oh, um, it's gonna cost me a little bit of money now. But it'll, oh. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's almost like when you're in charge of a government, you like part of your job is making tough decisions. On I mean, of an in- Carl, why would why would they want to make tough decisions? It's so like, I still can't, I still cannot believe that we had to deal with that guy who's like, oh yeah, I was checking my eyesight by driving. Dominic Cummings, that knobhead. When he was asked, like, so you went out during the height of lockdown, yeah, I was testing my eyesight. Oh, God. By going to a castle with my family. And he's still, it's like, oh, God damn it, why? Why do you have to deal with this? Well, let's move for the It's fuck, like, you know what? The next six months apparently is just going to be this shit. Um, probably so, more. So, like, Lucas, anything positive happened this week besides the, uh, uh, the, or anything that can help you know, um, just alleviate the impending dread of another six months being stuck inside your house?
1: Um...
0: The fact you've got a think fills me with confidence. Yeah. Uh, this has not I... been a comedy podcast for a while, has it?
1: No, it has. I mean, Minecraft, to... Minecraft Steve's in a uh, Super Smash Bros. now.
0: But that's that's a bad thing, that Luca. Because people hate <laughs> Minecraft, Steve.
1: Um, honestly, yeah. Like uh, the the fact that I even have to just sit here and go, hmm, what good positive thing, happened this thing week? in world? No, no. Uh, I honestly can't think of much, Carl.
0: Uh... Well, didn't you say that you're moving soon? You think that's a positive thing? Not that it's a positive thing, but it's at least it's something interesting. It's something better than let's just it's sit cost... it. Oh, yeah, cost a lot this. of money. But this is something I, I'm probably not going to experience myself because I think my um, uh, uh, tenancy is not up for another like eight months. So, like Lucas, like walk me through how you moved during a pandemic. Like, how has this gone on? Like, what precautions have been put in place? Cause they, I'm actually quite curious about um,
1: this. Carl, I'll pretty much tell you now almost none. None? Oh. Uh, the well, that... agency is literally asking us to do everything in paper, like on on paper, in person, going into the offices and everything.
0: Oh, I remember this when I tried to move and they said, uh, oh, we need you to sign these forms and hand them in. Went, Can you email them to me and I'll sign them digitally? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I remember the back and forth for about two months Yeah. because I had this form in my house and it was during the lockdown because it was like after I moved to my new place. Mm. Um, it was just at the start of lockdown. So I, when I basically got into my new place, like they were saying, well, we need to get this form off you, like, no, for our records. Yeah. Like, okay, would you want me to email it to you? So I no, you have to deliver it in person. It's like, are your offices open? No. Can I post it through the letterbox? No. So how do you want me to get it to you? Oh, you can meet one of our reps in town so i'm not meeting a stranger in town to hand over an envelope when i've been told by the government not to leave my house
1: and they just couldn't understand why it's like oh why
0: can't you just drop it off it's like why can't i email it
1: i'm like we had a discussion with these agents and like it was like oh um so you know the government is asking us to not get on public transport unless it's essential uh like can we do anything like email over whatever no oh well we're literally being asked by the government for lockdown purposes like try not to leave your house no come down to the office you have to sign it in person it's like, even though oh okay you can legally
0: sign a document online
1: yeah and when um like pushed a bit it was like well that's just how we do it and we're not sure that they would approve of doing it online i was like who's they Oh well, uh, they might not approve of doing it that way. I was like, "Don't you own the, the agency?" Yeah. So I'm speaking to the owner of the agency. Who else has to approve this? Well, uh, they would have to approve it. Who's they? I'm like, Who? Who's they? Why are you making up this just it's completely be- non-existent person? It's because it's an old
0: ass, uh, It's run by an old ass man. This is the way I've always done it. Because that was not his justification. We've always done it this way. It's, like, it's a well,
1: fucking oddly, national lockdown.
0: Oh, like letting agents might be the most um, uh, immovable when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah, like even before lockdown, I've had multiple, like not screaming arguments, but in, internally, I'm screaming, mm-hmm. trying to understand the logic of, again, come to the office and fill in this form. It's yeah, like, I work in town. Um, I can't make it in. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot get the time off to do this. Can I sign it digitally via a PDF and send it to you? No, you have to sign it in person. Why? Because you need to have a witness. I can have a witness online. You can I can do it on my PC and get someone to witness me do it there mm-hmm. and send it to you. I can send you a picture. And it's like, oh, you need to come in and have all your documents scanned. Like, can I not send you a picture of my passport? Yeah. No, we need to scan it for our records. Like, What does it matter yeah. if it's scanned in your offices or like, in a Western Union on my way to work mm-hmm. and emailed to you. said, no, we need to do it. It's like... Guys,
2: <sighs>
0: <sighs> yep. it's, it's so bad. It's awful. It's fucking I, awful. The one that got me is um, after I went i went to Europe for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I got back and um, I was at my mum's house. Okay. So my tenancy ended at my old place. I took all my stuff to my mum's, um, stayed there for a week and then went to Europe for a month and then came back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to move back to Sheffield as quickly as possible. So I went for a day trip to Sheffield and I, just, I said, like, look, I'm just going to get a flat now. Even if it's just, like, a three-month tenancy. And then when I'm here, it'll be a lot easier to, like, you know, find something more permanent. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I remember, like, I looked on my phone, checked out, like, right move or something. Oh, here's a flat. This looks nice. It's available now. Called them up. Uh, yep, yeah, there's a flat um, on this area. I'd like to get it right now. I'm willing to pay my deposit over the phone to secure it. And then if you can send the forms to my home. that so, Unfortunately, we can't let out a home unless you've done a viewing. It's like, I don't care about the viewing. I can see the pictures on the website. Yeah, I'm happy to do it and then sort it out after the fact. I want to secure the property right now. Mm-hmm. No, we can't let out a property without a viewing. Why? It's 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 company policy, but why does it matter?
1: I'm willing to pay the deposit right now. I, I'm almost just 100% guaranteeing that what it is, is we want to view you. Like, we want to check out the tenant. And make sure you're not an asshole. If they said that, that's fine. Which like, no, you have to get the property. Yeah. And then I remember all the other stuff
0: of, um, okay, uh, we want to do a viability check. You probably have one of these where it's like, we need to check your finances mm-hmm. to make sure you can pay. And I went, well, I don't want to deal with that because I can't be arsed because that takes a couple of weeks and I've got to pay for it. I will pay my deposit up front. I'll pay my deposit and my rent for the period up front. you yeah, yeah. still need to do a financial check. Why? To make sure you can pay the rent. But I'm paying the rent in one go you get all the rent straight away. There is no risk at all. Call coming in with the all... drug dealer play. It's not even that. It's just more <laughs> just like, I have the money. I save, my way of paying rent is I save up all my money mm-hmm. throughout the year. And then because of my job's quite unstable in regards to my potential for earnings, and I know that's going to be a problem when I'm applying for places to live. Um, I just say I'll pay six months up front. And then what I usually do is after that six months is up, if I've earned enough to continue living in that place, I'll pay another six months. Or if I've earned more, than i did i'll go move to a nicer place or if it's a uh, mm-hmm. i've earned less i'll maybe like you know downsize and go somewhere else and that's how i've done it for the last five years mm-hmm. but just ha- like hearing them explain over the phone well, we need to do a check why to make sure you can afford to pay rent but i'm going to pay my rent in one go i'm paying it all still right need... now <laughs> like... we still need to do the check though why to make sure that you can afford to pay rent but my rent will be paid the moment that you like send me an invoice yeah but we still need to make sure you can pay it it's like Do you not see how this works? Like, I'm sorry, but you... uh, It's fucking infuriating. It's like, but Carl, it's just how we do things.
1: It's like, we'll change how you fucking do things then. Like, you're doing it the stupid way it takes longer. The last thing is, I... If someone turned around and went, look, I'll give you all of your money right now that you want from me. It's like, okay. I feel like that's a good enough, um, you know, way to make sure that they're going to give me all the money is getting it immediately. The one that I remember, and this was really funny because um, I got
0: it was this back and forth for my previous place, mm-hmm. and it went on for like I think a week. Because I'm like, look, I don't want even though it's like fifty quid, but that's like that's my fifty quid, and I know it's a completely frivolous expense. That like, you want that fifty quid so you can do your independent check, mm-hmm. and I I'm not fucking giving you that money. Um, after a while, I went, look, can I get the landlord's phone number? And I'm like, oh no, we're not allowed to hand out that information. It's like really like I'm, I've signed all the forms. Mm-hmm. I should be able to talk to my landlord. I'm pretty sure there's like a rule somewhere that I am entitled to be able to speak to the person whose house I'm renting. Yeah, yeah. And they begrudgingly handed that over and I called them up and just said, look, um, it's Carl, I'm going to be a tenant for your new property. And they said, oh yeah, it's moving pretty slowly. The um, estate agent said there's been a problem. And yeah, the problem is they want to charge me this amount for a financial check, but I want to pay my rent in one go. Mm-hmm. So I think it's unnecessary. And they're telling me that um, you don't want me to do that. I went, wait, you're going to pay rent in one go? Yeah, that's fine. I authorize it straight away. <laughs> and you know it's because like the estate agents, they wanted their 50 quid to do that check. Yeah. And it's like, oh, just and this is why people hate estate agents. It is, yeah. And like car salesmen and stuff like because it's all bullshit. It's all fucking horse shit. It's I all just it.
1: arbitrary rules that they make up and then insist, no, this is how it has to be done. So you have to pay our 150 pound admin fee, why? Oh, well, they've, they've made that illegal now because they yeah. were just doing shit like that.
0: But now you don't pay an admin fee, uh, what they changed the name to now. I'm sure
1: there's like another word
0: for that fee because that's what always happens with businesses like that because I have an accountant because I've got a business. So when they said, oh, we need to do process all this information, well, that's fine. I've got an accountant, I'll get them to do it. Oh no, we can only get, only our accountants can do it. Mm. So why? I, um, you trust our account, like, yeah, as far you as go. I'm
1: aware now, they've made it completely illegal to charge anything but deposit and rent.
0: I guarantee you there's a way they get around it because they always do.
1: Yeah, well, like, with ours, it was, like, we had to pay a holding deposit, but then that gets taken off your initial payment anyway. There'll be, like, a there's some estate agent out there has got, like, a processing fee or something like that in there. As far as, far as I'm aware, they have made it completely, like, just the only things you're allowed to pay are deposit and rent. Yeah, and I remember your deposit this sort of obviously with... can get paid back to you and then your rent is your rent. Yeah, cause I remember that one with uh, a similar example for
0: like less money was Just Eat, where they were told they can't just charge a fee for paying on card. Like, it's, it's illegal now in the UK to charge people a premium for paying on cards. So it was a thing where, cause they want to encourage people to use contactless technology mm-hmm. because it's safer, more secure. Uh, it just means like less people carry cash. Yeah. Which obviously is a good thing for everyone involved. And there was a push to like, um, and every small business in the UK, and some big businesses would charge you a nominal, like 50p pound for paying on card.
1: Yeah, the amount of like times you go to smaller shops and bars and stuff, and it's like, oh, you've got to have a minimum fee to pay on card, and we charge you like a pound to pay on card.
0: And it's like, oh, fuck's sake. So then you've got to look for cash. I don't want to pay a quid. And Just Eat, the uh, delivery service, did that and then they remove the charge for paying on card but then they put on like a service fee so you are yeah. still charging the exact same fucking amount like you did before there's just another name on it
1: mm. yeah and like was um, one of those that they just put delivery fees up and then put a service fee on it as well yeah. and it's like well what's the service fee it's well it's for our services and but what service def- are you uh, give it well it's our service isn't
0: it yeah they never have to define what those services are and that's I why that's, I think
1: uh... they stopped making admin fees I thing because it was like Oh, for example, um, contracts. It was like, oh, pay a hundred pounds to re-sign the contract. It's like, well, what's that re-signing fee? Well, it's, it's a re-signing fee, isn't it? Because we've got to do some work. Is it, but you already so get paid to work by me paying your like with the fucking rent and shit. So I remember that. That was a thing that
0: uh, when I lived with our old friend Chris mm-hmm. and his dad is um, a grumpy old man. But he's, like, really high up in the company that he works for, so he's been around a bit. And oh, okay. like He worked his way up, so he fucking hates this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember then when we were moving out of our old place. Yeah. Uh, like, he read... No, sorry, moving into it and then moving out. He got the contract and he read over it, and he sent back on our behalf a updated version of the contract that removed all that language. <laughs> because I think one of the things that was on it is, um, it was really obscurely, like, hidden away, but it was... Um, if the house burns down, we are liable for the damage. Or something like that. The language in it said, like, um, any damage beyond that a deposit can't pay for, Mm. um, we are then, like, on the hook for. And because we all had guarantors, including him, that meant, like, say, the house burns down. He would then be on the hook
1: to pay for the house burning down.
0: And I remember, like, him getting really irate about that. Mm. And he called up our landlord on our behalf and asked them to just... And this is the phrase I remember, it's like, Uh, we're happy to sign the contract, but we just want you to justify this charge or this clause. Mm -hmm. And the moment they hear that, they immediately back down. Yeah. And that was the phrase that he told us to use whenever we got these um, charges that that they had no explanation for. Mm -hmm. Just say, I'm happy to pay this charge. Can you justify what it's been used for? And give me a breakdown of how it's been used so I can see if there's an alternate way for this to happen. Yeah. And they immediately back down when the admin fee comes in oh, it's a £150 admin fee. Okay, yeah, I'm happy to pay, but can I get a breakdown of the fee and how it's been, like, wh- like where it's going for my records? How it's being valued, yeah. Yeah. And then they immediately, like, well, we can't provide that. And goes, everyone can provide that. You're a business. Mm-hmm. Every business that provides a service better justify what the cost is for. Please do that now. And when they can't, it's like, then no, I'm not signing it. <laughs> and usually the response you get is, we will waive this fee this time. Yeah. Which is just code for
1: please shut up asking about it. Yeah, please shut up and don't let anybody else know. Now quite a few more people know, but like one that I um I'm not bothered about in the contract, but is like okay, I guess. And I it's not that I don't want it to be there or want it to be there, but it's just a very silly one. And it was Um You are not permitted to have a waterbed on the property. <laughs> and i was just like okay i get it i don't want a water bed but also what what <laughs> okay
0: Do you, because that's because one guy had one that's because one guy had one and burst it and flooded the house because i remember that where uh, i got a goldfish at my old place mm. and my landlord fucking went ape shit and when you got all the goldfish i was like what's wrong with having a goldfish no pets in the house you need to tell us, it's in your contract, you've got to tell us if you get a pet. I went, it's a goldfish. I went, but well, that could damage the house. I went, how would a goldfish <laughs> damage the house? But went, what about if the tank breaks and spills on the floor? It's like, what about if I drop a pint? Yeah. What about, uh, let's say, for example, I'm getting a shower and water goes on the floor. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, they were genuinely like, what about if you drop the tank? It's like, what about if I drop a glass? Yeah. Or another one was, uh, I remember a landlord doing a walkthrough through my flat and he's like putting his hands on the wall. Like, Some scuffs on the wall here, don't yeah. And we we'll have to repaint this wall. And you probably are, yeah. Uh, I might have to charge you for that. And I just like, no, I don't. No, I don't. And the landlord's like, excuse me. He went wear and tear.
2: Yeah.
0: And the landlord's like, excuse me. It's like wear and tear. It's covered. It's in the contract, um, acceptable wear and tear, which is like, you know, minor damage that's going to happen over time. Mm-hmm. So it's like a sofa. Because I remember him like, oh, the sofa looks a bit worn in. It's like, yeah, because I've sat on it. <laughs> and like, he genuinely try to get me for like the sofa's been um, like worn in. It's like, yeah, it's a fucking five-year-old sofa that I've sat on every day. Of course it's worn in, wear and tear.
1: Did I tell you about the sofa in the last flat I moved into? No. Um. So what had happened is the sofa had a big patch on it that had clearly, like, be, it was leather, clearly been, like, ripped or melted off or something, and they'd had it really badly reupholstered. And it looked like someone had probably, like, left, like, I don't know, hair straighteners on it or something and melted the leather. And apparently, um the previous tenant tried to get away with claiming the sun came in and melted the sofa in that one spot.
0: <laughs> the thing is, that could happen.
1: like, like stra- Stranger um, things have happened. Like, the sun does get very hot. It does, but just the balls to be like, nah, nah, uh, that wasn't us. The sun did it. And it's like, okay. That one specific spot on the sofa in a room with like, wall to floor uh, fucking windows. I was like, that's a ballsy play right there. It is.
0: But I, I love that one, though. Of just, I remember like, the landlord got so fucking pissed off. Yeah. When I just said wear and tear. And he goes, but the scuffs on the wall I went, yeah, fucking wear and tear. It's the house it's been lived in. The ha- it is clean. Nothing is damaged. Nothing is broken. Like, it is mm. literally in the contract that you're allowed to do this. And I'm hoping that if some people are listening now, they know. like They are now more informed. Of, like, wear and tear just covers like, general damage that will be done by living in a house. Because a house is going to be living, so that includes things like scuffs on the wall, marks on a carpet, like a little bit of dirt here and there, like wearing like if you like um, like faded away on certain parts of like upholstery and things like that.
1: Yeah, I mean they'll expect the flat to be cleaned. Like if you if you leave it a shithole, then fair enough for the landlords to like get you on that. But yeah, if there's like a bit of scuffing on the floor or something, they can't really do much because again it's wear and tear. I remember, um, uh, this is like a fucking
0: true thing that happened. Like the, the one, there's two that I distinctly recall mm. being charged for. One was when our landlord told us, uh, why did we get charged 150 quid cleaning fee? And she went, because there was rubbish in the bin. And when we asked them to send a picture, this is another thing you can do when a landlord says like, oh, I have to do this. Like, can you show me what the proof that you have? Mm. Like, can, you sh- can you send me a photo Or like, you know, a a dated photo proving that it was a mess after I left. They sent us a photo of a bin with a bin bag in it. (laughs) They charged us money to take the clean bin bag we'd put into the bin out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Another one was we had to empty the cupboards. That was the same house, this one. Like, what was in the cupboards? The cleaning equipment that we left. Oh. So, what we did, we left, like, behind all the cleaning stuff. So, like, some half-used, like, cleaning stuff solution and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, we needed to throw them all away, wow. presumably into a bin without a bin liner in
1: it. <laughs> it's like Is I, it, um, we- I would recommend to anyone if you like have the time to be able to to do like your check out with the landlord and walk around the like flat or property or whatever with them and point it out in person because the amount of shit that they've tried. Well, uh, this mirror's got a bit of like wipe on it. It's like I literally wiped that. Today, so okay, yeah. it's
0: got the one that I, oh, um, rec- the other one that I recall. And this is like, I wish I saw the photo, it's on an old phone somewhere. But we again asked for a photo because they're like, Oh, the uh, the fridge or the freezer needed decontaminating because there was still food left in it that had gone off. Mm. We're like, No, the fucking wasn't. We defrosted that fridge and like left it the door open as you're supposed to, yeah, yeah. And they sent us a picture, and there was a single frozen pee in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just a single picture of like <laughs> we had to decontaminate the flat I think it was the, no I think it was not the flat the kitchen because there was rotten food in the fridge and they genuinely tried like there was a fucking pee in the freezer and they're like no we had to decontaminate the entire kitchen at a cost of £150 to each tenant and there was five of us so it cost them £750 quid
1: <laughs> to get rid of this one pee I remember um, I think it was like my first year of university when we're all moving out and the horror stories that you get from like, yeah, the halls will like, the the people who own the halls that you live in will try to absolutely screw you for every penny you've got. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Because they know that students are either uh,
0: like, they don't know enough mm. to query, because they don't know like, when you get these things like, you've done this damage. Yeah. If you just take photos when you move out and say, no I haven't, most of the time they'll back down.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that you don't know like, little tricks or like people might not be very experienced. And I remember, um, it was like one of the, my friends who had moved out of the flat, they were on like, I think it was like a nine person flat and there was a scratch on one of the mirrors and they were like, well, we have to replace the mirror now It's completely broken. And they were like, right. Okay. Uh, I guess like it's just a mirror. They tried charging every single person, 150 pounds each. For the mirror. For the mirror. For replacement of um, just a small mirror in one of the bathrooms. And they tried to charge nine people £150. And it was like, no. No, we're not fucking doing that. And that's the extent they will try to just rip you the fuck off. It's like, okay then, send me a valuation for the mirror. And it was like a £20 mirror from Wilkinson's or some shit. Yeah, that's what I did with one of mine. It was um, one of the places I lived in.
0: Um, I was, like, staying in the spare room, mm-hmm. so I had, like, the smallest room, so I paid less rent, and um, I accidentally locked myself out of the room. Yeah. So I had to, like, basically punch through the door, so it's had to, like, break the door down in at halfway to reach through to get the keys to open, because it, like, accidentally locked itself. Right, yeah. And I remember the landlord was, like, that's going to cost 500 quid. It's going to cost 500 quid to do that. I'm like, what the fuck? I, um, we were, like, terrified until... Um, one of my housemates' dads came over. Yeah. I went, I'll fucking get a new one. And he went and he got like a 20 pound door, which was the same door we had. Mm-hmm. Because I, and I always remember what he said and it is, look, this landlord probably owns like 20 houses. And if you are decorating and putting stuff in these houses and you've got to buy like 20 doors, you're going to buy the cheapest one. Yeah. So he went to like B&Q and got the cheapest possible door mm-hmm. and replaced it. And I remember the landlord being asked if it's not the same door. <laughs> And it's like, it's you don't live here who gives a shit. Yeah. And they were mad, and then what he did is the dad got really pissed off again. And it's always a dad who gets annoyed on your behalf. Mm-hmm. He sent the landlord a bill for his time and then they start to complain about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god. I love shit like that. It's just like, always like always either ask for valuation or say, I'll do it myself. Because the amount of times that it's just been silly little things of like, oh, well, you know, we need to replace that coffee table now. It's going to cost £500. It's like, okay, then. And then you go to Ikea and replace it for like 40 quid. The yeah, exact same a, table. You're like, yeah.
0: It's a similar concept to um, the show that I used to watch and I really liked. It's like called The Real Hustle. Where it's um, like career criminals, con men. Um, like basically, they've over a new leaf. It's like, we're going to do the cons now live. I um, think I used to unsuspecting... watch this.
1: It's like BBC yeah. Three or something.
0: Yeah, and they like do the cons for real, then people give then give people their money back, and like just make show people you, like,
1: aware this is like what people do. Yeah.
0: yeah. And one of the things that I remember again is um, when he breaks into I think it's a safe mm-hmm. in a hotel. Like they go into someone's room and get into their hotel, and they're talking about it, and it's like, so how did you know how to get into this safe? And he goes, Well, let's say you own a hotel and you're going to buy. Bar- like, you need a safe for 500 rooms. Yeah. You're just going to go to a wholesaler and get the cheapest possible one. Mm-hmm. And the cheapest possible one probably not going to be the best one. And so I just bought a version of the safe and, at home and figured out a way to get into it. <laughs> and then you can guarantee that, obviously, and most hotels in this area or in this country are going to just go to this wholesaler yeah. and buy the cheapest possible one. And now I know how to open it. Oh, my God. And, um, just think, oh, it's in a fucking safe. How am I, How do you get into a safe? So it's really easy. It has one critical flaw you can exploit. And because ev- the hotel has bought the same one like 50 times, I can reasonably expect to get into every single room by be able open the safe in about 10 minutes.
1: And the types of safes that you, uh, find, like the little digital code ones that are normally in hotels, I mm-hmm. believe I have been told this in the past that, like, they have like a manufacturer code built into them where you can just type a code to open up the safe in case it like has a problem yeah, usually yeah and that's what one of the things that they could do so it's like, like as long out. as you know that code you can just use that manufacturer code to get into any of them so another one they
0: did is like oh we like stole some guy's really expensive car and then they give him it back mm, yeah but it's like oh but then they talk to him at the end afterwards and he's like so what do you say oh like, well, they got into my garage how do they do that and they go oh well they walked oddly enough you've got like an automatic locking garage mm. and For some strange reason, the manufacturers have their fucking logo right on it. So we just bought on the internet a second um, number pad. Oh, another receiver for it. Another receiver for your garage door opener. And then just, um, we assumed that like most people, you just have it set to whatever the default is. Yeah. And then just opened your door and
1: then they drive away in his car. And um, that is the show that taught me if you're wearing like a high-vis jacket, people will just listen
0: to you. Yep, yeah, You can do whatever the fuck you want and that's the way Banksy does it. Yeah, yeah. So there's a great interview with Banksy where they ask like, you will walk, like some of your pieces are in the middle of cities mm. where hundreds if not thousands of people are walking past and they just, they're walking past you like, a very famous artist. Admittedly, no one knows what you look like, but your artwork is very iconic, very distinct. Yeah. How do you get away with this? Prosthesis? If you wear a high-vis jacket, you're basically invisible. hmm Because nobody questions a guy in a high-vis jacket.
1: They just assume that you're supposed to be there. So um, I think there was one that I vaguely remember. So I used to watch The Real Hustle as well. And um, there was one that it was just like, oh, he was walking around a car park in a high-vis jacket, just giving people like, well, either you can pay this parking ticket or give me 50 quid now. And people pay And me. people would just, oh, well, I'm going to avoid the 200-pound parking ticket. I'll just give you, the guy that works for the car park, the 50 quid to alleviate it. Yeah. So he's just walking around asking people for 50 quid. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: cool. I'm just going to double-check the name of the guy because it's a very similar story. It's, uh, so it's the film, it's the guy who Catch Me If You Can is based on oh okay is it? frank uh so frank abba Aber, uh, right so uh, that's the guy that um uh, is based on and one of his he has a similar thing where if you wear um an outfit like that a fluorescent jacket or even just like a security guard outfit mm. people will generally do what you say and one of his earliest cons that he could not believe people fell for yeah is he dressed like a security guard and stood next to a bank and it just put a sign on the deposit box saying deposit box closed Please give cheques to security guard. Yeah. And people walked up and just gave him their cheques and their money. And he remembers, like, years later, he just went, how can an overnight deposit box be shut <laughs> <laughs> at night? It's an overnight deposit box. It's literally there for when the bank's closed. How can it be shut? Yeah. And people didn't question it.
1: No, I think they did that same one on the show. Oh, they, do they do that in the film? I think I've, that... I've not seen the film in a while. Oh, no, not in the film, but in the real hustle.
0: Oh, in The Real Hustle I as well. I think they That's did that they in did. The
1: Real Hustle. Just Yeah, we just stood here and they just walked up and gave every single check to us and every single like wad of cash just to this guy stood on the street. Because it,
0: the, there's a piece of paper telling you to. Yeah. It's like there's another one where it's, um, I forget exactly who the person who did it was, but the FBI got broken into once. And it turns out what the guy, the people who broke in did is they put a sign on the door written in Sharpie, just saying, um, uh, like, maintenance needs access. Please leave door unlocked when you go. <laughs> and, like, these, like, well trained FBI agents, I went, oh, well, clearly someone who knows what they're doing must have left this sign mm-hmm. and just left the door open. Yeah. And people just do whatever you say if you're wearing a flesh and jacket. And that's where you get that really famous story, which is probably fake. And it's the one about um, a zoo. I, in, I'll try and find the actual
1: story now. Because it's like there's multiple versions of it out there. Well, while you try and find it, Carl, I'm going to bring like both things together. Yes. And my current landlords uh, or agents or whatever, they did a thing not long ago where it was like, a similarly stupid thing. They left a note on the front of the door, um, get in front door key cut, please leave door as open as possible. And they left it on the outside, at, like the front door of the building. I've just, oh. oh, please leave this door wide open. Nobody has keys. And it was like, the... what? You're just openly putting a sign on the front fucking door going, this has to stay open. It's like I just took it off and was like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, why are you just advertising on our front door? Oh, this is going to be open for hours. Please leave it open. Hey, it works. People do it. But it's like, the like our landlord is just like, please leave your door wide open and leave a note on the front to let people know that your flats are unlocked. It's like, great. Now the door's open and anyone can just walk yeah. in. Yeah, Was that just yeah, advertising I for thieves? It was great.
0: Well, I found the story here. Here's one version of it and it's from the London Times. Uh, So outside England's Bristol Zoo is a parking lot for 150 cars and 8 buses. For 25 years, its parking fees were managed by a very pleasant attendance. The fees for cars, uh, about $1.40 for cars and about $7 for buses. Then one day after 25 years of never missing a day of work, the guy just didn't turn up. So the zoo management called the city council and asked them to send another parking agent. The council did some research and replied that the parking lot was the zoo's own responsibility. And the zoo advised the council that the attendant was a city employee city council responded, like, the zoo attendant had never been on the city's payroll. <laughs> and there are like multiple, ver- I've got like just a screenshot of this and there's like multiple ver- on Google images, like multiple recollections of his story. And like some of them, it's like a uh, a car park for um, uh, like a day out place, like a theme park. Yeah. Some of them, it's just like, you know, just a car park somewhere. Mm-hmm. That, uh, and there's just a guy who sits outside and takes people's money. Yeah. And then one day he just doesn't turn up, and it's just like, oh, there was no fee. He just sat there and took everyone's money. Yep, just to, and everyone just assumed that. And it's that thing of if you're wearing a fluorescent jacket, people assume that he's supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, clearly he's supposed to be here. Because why would he be here if he wasn't? Like, why like, if he wasn't supposed to be here, why would he be in um It reminds me, of, this is another story. This is um, I'm gonna double check this one. Uh, this is a, like this, uh, there's real versions of this happening, but. And like, this is the thing that's happened to a lot of people. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but it's, um, uh, and uh, This is a story you've probably heard a lot, and it is the guy who gets fired. Although, like, the, a company might make a department redundant, but one person gets left on the payroll. Yeah. Uh, and just one guy just turns up every single day. <laughs> with a clipboard. And we have, like, here's one version of a story, so... um. I once worked at a steel company. There used to be a guy with a clipboard and a pen. So, this is a guy, Shane Wyatt, mm. recounting a story on Quora. So, you know, it's true. He would continually be in the stock area checking labels, boxes, pallets, shipping packages. His name was Bob, and everyone liked him. He was personal, into sports, and an all round nice guy. Uh, managers, bosses, everyone who knew the company knew Bob, and he'd been there by 15 years at that point. Yeah. It's his large steel mill, a couple of thousand people working throughout the mills on the same property. Anyway, a managed meeting decision was made to have an employee look after certain areas of finished nails, screwed bolts. They were scratching their head. Uh, about who I had to handle it. One of the said, what about Bob? Everyone knew right away who he was referring to, and they all agree he was probably the best man for the job. Um, the next question out of the manager's mouth was, okay, which one of you guys does he work for? And no one said a word, but looked around the table at the other managers. he has got to work for somebody, the manager said. And still there was no answer until someone piped up. Maybe he works for one of the office managers. Long story short, Bob works at a plant for over 15 years, collecting a paycheck each and every week. For the first five years, he works in the department that became obsolete until so people moved around to other areas of the mill, except for Bob. He got lost in the shuffle and found himself floating there without supervision or, or anyone really telling him what to do or paying attention to him. So he waited to see if he would still get a paycheck, and when that happened, he thought, well, how long can I get away with this before someone notices? <laughs> About 10 years.
1: Oh, that's uh, and Apparently amazing.
0: the story reached the president of the entire company, who laughed at the situation. <laughs> And um, even though he was let go, they had to offer him a severance package because he was technically a, f- a 15-year employee.
1: <laughs> oh, that's fucking amazing.
0: And then there's the uh, That's a, a, probably an acryphical story, but I know... I've heard so many variations of this from people that I know. Mm-hmm. Like an old teacher of mine talks about how his brother did that, but for a less amount of time. He said he, um, he was working as like a part-time... A member of staff at an office. Yeah, yeah. And they just kept paying him, but they never actually gave him any work because they like, they just assumed he worked for another department. So every day he would just walk around with a clipboard. It's always a clipboard. Yeah, yeah. Because you look like you're doing, doing something if some... you've got a clipboard. Just always looking busy and just
1: kept taking money until they stopped paying and then he stopped turning up. Man, and then it um, was a famous. You like I've, I've tangentially heard of like stories online again, like um, similar ones were. It happens in, like, the American office, actually, of, like, when someone just goes, like, oh, yeah, uh, I had this job title. It just mm. never got written anywhere. never got made official. Like, can, you know, you, you give me my promotion now? And no one really knows, like, oh, well, it was this person that doesn't work here anymore that gave me the promotion. And, like, nobody knows what to do to question it. So it's just like, okay, yeah. you got the- exactly. They gave you the promotion and then left. But I guess oh, they never wrote it down and made it official. It's just like, oh, yeah, okay, and then just people take the word for it. And it's like, oh, man. Like, the balls that somebody has to do to do that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's like they've got one. (laughs) Like You know as long as it's good. Oh, God, it's on a fucking, there's a paywall on this website. Oh, no.
1: Damn. It's like, I always find that funny. um, There's a lot of, obviously, more, like, you know, well-respected, I guess, like, journals and uh, websites and stuff that are like, well, nobody reads our articles, so we're going to put a paywall on them. It's like, why do you think nobody reads articles? Like, what's well, the one? Is it?
0: It's um, oh, stuff like all the really shitty right-wing websites that you can read them for free. Mm-hmm. But then, like, if you want to go read like the New York Times or uh, Wall Street Journal, like you know, of, of, of like respectable, reputable publication, yeah. with like a solid um, a reputation for accuracy. Uh, no, you got to pay.
1: Yeah, and it's like, oh great, like
0: there's that. Uh, I find like multiple versions of this story of like, oh yeah, a guy collected his salary uh, without showing up for work because he was still on the payroll, <laughs> and they just never they never bothered to check. Yeah, and it was like those stories range from six years to twenty years. Yeah, it's one of those of like, if few, it's like a big enough company, you might get lost. You, in the you source, could yeah. just get lost in there, yeah. And then someone would keep doing it. the one that I like though is there was a very high ranking guy at a company, like financial, say something to the chase, man. Uh, uh, uh. So I want to get the, the, uh, the figures on this one because it's great. Uh, because this might be one of the greatest heroes of history. Uh, so he was a software developer in his 40s. Okay. Uh, so software developer, like you earn a good good whack doing that, don't you? Uh, um, if you're in the right company, yeah. Yeah, and he was earning a six-figure salary. But what he did is he just outsourced his own job to China. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> He just every time he got some work, he just sent it to another company in China that he paid one fifth of his wages to. So he was still getting four fifths of a very well-paying job for literally just acting as the (laughs) middleman between these two companies. And he just, yeah, he outsourced his own job and he did it for about ten years. Oh god! And just continued getting his salary. And apparently, he just spent all day at work just surfing the internet and playing video games. Because he obviously always, like, got his stuff in on time.
1: So if anyone wants to get paid a tenner to edit Wiki Weekends every week, uh, yeah, go for it. I'll, okay, I'll send that job long, along.
0: If you want to outsource your own job, I don't give a shit. <laughs> as long as the job gets done.
1: So I'll uh, I'll pay you guys an exposure. I'll put, like, edit by Lucas Holland via this person. Yeah, but it says, here, here's the best bit. Um,
0: evidence suggested... That like he works at he works at multiple because he was only working, like, you know, he wasn't actually doing the job. Mm. He had multiple jobs. Oh God. In the same sector and outsourced them all. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so that guy's an American hero. Why would you find well, that? That's the American dream th- right there. I thought like the whole point, the whole point
1: of doing shit like this. Well, Carl, is big companies getting mad that you're basically doing what they do.
0: Yeah, um out like just the fact that we outsourced his own job. Yeah
1: that's fucking amazing and that does bring into question like are we paying our staff too much if they can afford to then pay somebody else to do their job and still earn a good living well it is that thing though of um, uh, that's an old adage
0: again it's like an acrypical story but um, it's a very good example of what I mean where it is a, gu- a company there's a problem with a machine Mm. Huge, big, multi-million-dollar machine. Like their entire business relies on this machine working. Breaks down without explanation. Mm-hmm. They bring a guy in. He says, like, he's the only person they like, anywhere who can, like, you know, fix this machine. Yeah. And he, like, they bring him in. He says, "I you, ten thousand dollars a day up front." They give me ten thousand dollars. He walks up to the machine, opens it up, presses one button, and it suddenly rolls back into um, uh, action. Mm-hmm. Ga- the boss of the company asks him, "Why should I pay you ten thousand dollars?" for something that took you 30 seconds to do. So you pay me $10,000 because it took me 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And it's that thing of uh, like, you pay me this amount because I am doing the job that you want and I'm getting it done as quickly as I am. I'm getting it done to a satisfactory thing. If you want to get someone in cheaper, be my guest, but they're going to take twice as long <laughs> to do it. And at that point, like how much money have you lost me not getting done? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like the, the again, in a critical story, but it's like um, a good example of what I mean by oh, why should I pay you this amount of money if like, you know you can do it in 10 minutes? Because I can do it in 10 minutes. Yep. Cause, um, a friend of mine, he works in an office and he's had this argument multiple times where his office do not want him to work from home. Yeah. Because they're worried that people won't work for the full eight to 10 hours that they've been paid to do. Mm. And he has had multiple screaming arguments with his boss because like when he's at work, like, he knows what he's doing. It will usually be finished by midday. Yeah. And then he has to sit on his ass till four or five in the afternoon just like with a spreadsheet in front of mm-hmm. him because his boss is one of those old school guys who's like, if you're not at work working, you shouldn't be paid for that. Yeah, yeah. like. And he's tried to explain to his boss, like, look, as long as the job gets done, why do you give a shit? Mm. And he's like, no, when you're at work, you should be working. It's like, oh, God damn it.
1: And that actually reminds me of like um, an article I read a couple of days ago and it was about, like, working from home and the statistics mm-hmm. of productivity and stuff. So I'm just, like, going to have a quick little glance for it now.
0: Okay, because that must be, like, what is he, infuriating. Yeah. I imagine. Because uh, I've had this conversation with, like, you guys who edit, and it's like, I look, I don't care how long it takes you to edit a video. If you can edit and do a video in 10 minutes, I'll pay you the full amount. Because as long as it gets done, I'm paying you to get it done. Yeah. And I remember this when it came to, like, writing articles. Um... Like when I'd write an article, mm-hmm. uh, when I say when what to do for a living. And I remember um, having a conversation with a friend. It's like, how much do you get paid? It's like, oh, it depends. But like one of the sites paid me like $150. Yeah, yeah. So about 120 quid. Uh, how long does it take you about three hours? Because, oh, they pay you all that for three hours worth. Because so they're paying me it because, like, you know, I am doing, I'm, they're paying me that much, cause I'm doing it in three hours. Yeah. And it's making them however much money when they turn it into a video. It's like, you know, it's a completely. Um, uh, like, worthwhile transaction on their part because they get a guaranteed, like, high quality article written in less than a
1: day. Exactly, yeah. they uh, It's just one of those of like, it's really silly to just say, well, you need to be here for like eight hours, regardless of how long it takes to do the job. It's like, but if it takes me three hours to do the job instead of eight hours, why do I need to be here? And then you'd have the thing of, well, if you can do it in three hours, we're only either going to pay you
0: for three hours yeah. or um, we're just going to give you twice as much work. Yeah. And that's what like my friend has had to argue about uh, because he said, there's no reason for me to tell my boss that I am able to do this job in half the time because he'll hear that and think I can give him twice as much work. Yeah, yeah. And he said that multiple times uh, while he's worked there, people have joined yeah, and yeah. then quit and gone to other companies. Oh God. And the boss cannot understand why people are doing that. Yeah, yeah it's this it's your obsession with the idea that they have to come into the office and even little silly things like oh you need to wear a tie it's like why why
1: do I need to wear a tie to do my job I'm I'm never in front of customers that's always weird isn't it is like when there's a very strict dress code in an office full of people that don't work with any like clients or anything it's like you need to look professional to who the three people I work in an office with Mm-hmm. it's like why? It, yep, that's what that's what it does. And it's just ha, huh, yeah, just out of touch bosses are going to ruin it for everybody. They are, and I, unfortunately like I don't think I can um, find this article that I was looking for because it was Oh just, no, would you remember the gist it? It was something that um I found like on Twitter a few days ago and it just gets lost in the shuffle, but um it was just about like talking about how yeah, productivity has increased even though um, like technically people are working like less in terms of like actual screen time the work it is being done or more work is being done and as yeah. well like the, the other upsides of like working from home of people feel more relaxed and a lot of people are putting a bit more time into their work because they don't have to commute for like 2-3 hours a day as well oh yeah but then there are certain bosses out there
0: who would hear that and go, oh, well, if you can do it in half the time, why are you not doing twice as much work? It's like, because you only pay me to do this much. Yeah. And then they get to the point of like, well, you should do more. And it's like, well, I'm going to quit then. And then they'll try and get someone in to do those jobs. Because like, uh, no doubt there are people out there who either experienced personally or heard about um, someone working in an office or um, any other like job, um, having one of the people in their department or they work alongside um, quitting, dropping out, going on maternity leave, just not being there for any reason, mm-hmm. being asked to pick up the slack and do like essentially the work of two people, yeah, until that person gets back, and then when that person gets back or when they don't return, continue doing twice as much work for the same, yeah. Person. And do you say something similar happens about like, your girlfriend?
1: Uh, yeah, with like redundancies of just like, oh well, we're gonna make the team smaller, and it's like, okay. But like that still doesn't mean we have any less work to do. Oh no, 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 but we'll just spread it out between you guys. It's like, but that's asking like a team of like five people whatever it is to each do a fifth extra bit of work for nothing. On top of it, yeah. And it happens in like all companies and I think um like what Jen has been through like that a couple of times with different companies, and every time it's just like Okay, well, you're not gonna pay rise. We're ha- we're firing these people or making them redundant. Whatever wording you want to use, making these like two people in the team redundant out of a small team, and say, okay, so what happens to the work that you need to? Oh, well, you guys will do it. I'm like, right? Yes. All right, then. Yes. Am I gonna get
0: paid like one fifth extra on my salary? No, now? of course not. And it's like, and if you mention that to them, it's like, well, I'm doing more work. Should I get more paid now? And
1: it's like, oh, but well, but, uh, you know, that's why it's redundancies, Carl, because they're claiming they don't need as many people as they've got. And it's like, okay, but do you want to like improve the livelihood of the people you're keeping? It's like, no, no, no. But then you do the other one of like, oh, if it went the other way and you
0: figured out a way to do um, uh, your work in half the mm-hmm. time, they'd be like the first ones of like, oh, see, so I only need to work half the days. Yeah. Because uh, again, the same friend who works in that office where he's been arguing back and forth with his boss, because like, um, he has one of those managers who's not a manager. They're like middle managers. right? Yeah, yeah. So, so realistically, their position is completely obsolete mm-hmm. now with working from home. Like, they're an office manager, so their only job is to, like, you know, keep people in the office and make sure everything's going on and thing. But with stuff like with working from home and Zoom calls as well, their job is basically obsolete. So they have been pushing to get everyone back to the office. Of course they are. Yeah. Even though it is a completely unnecessary thing. Mm. It's putting people at risk. It costs the company more money because not only do they have to pay this person's salary of like what, 40, 50 grand a year, they are then
1: paying like all the upkeep costs for the office. Yeah, and I think the article that I was reading was like companies in the future could save up to like 65% of the costs of office space because they can all downsize, say to people to come in like once a week and spread that between the people with the week. And it's like... Yeah, which works. It does. It's,
0: that's better for everybody. Yeah,
1: Like everyone I know is managed to work
0: from home. Fucking loves it. Yeah, exactly. It's like they get a bit like, you know, stir crazy because you stuck inside.
1: But it's like it's great. I don't have to like drive or spend like an hour getting to and from work every day. And even, um, I know like Jenna's got all the people she works with with kids or where well, it's like, well, I didn't even have space to like, get a real home office. Like, I'm literally doing it from my dining table or something. And it's like, even then, with distractions in the house, with very little space to do anything, they still prefer it. Because it's like you're in your own home and you get to dress how you want. And it's great. And a lot of people Um, say, I would like the option to go in, like, a day a week just to see people. Yeah, why not? And that's fair enough. And that's why, like, people aren't thinking offices will go completely away. But I think... Companies really do need to adapt after this and make sure that they don't try to just go back to how it was because it just won't work. Some people, like some people, do prefer to work
0: like it's in an office space because mm. that's just the way um, they're wired, um, uh, and it's the way they find best for them. But it's it's really really telling that just the companies who want people to go back to work, mm-hmm. uh, their argument is the same as like landlords as well, but this is the way we've always done it. Because it's not the way it works now. It's inefficient, it's stupid, it puts people at risk. But that's the way we've always done it. And that's their only
1: argument. Well, it's amazing when I um, was working Fernando's still, like, I worked some shifts uh, during lockdown and came back and it was like, oh yeah, well, in the space of three, four weeks, we've implemented all of this um, stuff to do it contactless and to do it digitally and via phones and just make everything easier and even implement things we've been asking for that they said couldn't be done. They did it all in like three weeks. Because suddenly their money was at suddenly risk. Suddenly they had no option. And all of these things that we've been told for years there's no way we could figure that out. They figured it out in three weeks because they have no other option. And because like suddenly it's their money, that's exactly and not like, you know, the well being and um, just mental health of their yeah. staff. And it goes, giant. well, that was never an issue for them. Because the one example- everyone always knew. I was going to say just quickly, like one example was like, we always said, look, the queuing system is archaic and we just have to rely on like, writing people's name down on a piece of paper. Everyone hearing the names being shouted out across a busy restaurant is like, well, we can't do it any other way. And then they had a virtual queuing system set up in like a matter of two weeks. Because, oh shit, yeah, this is the only way we can make money It's the only way we're legally allowed to open again. And it's like, I like, guess you better do this straight away. Yeah, I had five years of struggling of like, what customers getting in arguments with me telling me their names weren't shouted out or their name was taken down wrong, or the amount of people on the table was wrong, or the list was the wrong way around, and they meant to be earlier. And it's like I had so many nights of just stressful shit from customers. And then you you solve the problem as soon as your money was on the line. It's ridiculous.
0: Yep, got to love it. But at the same time, um, there are people who like, they cannot handle the idea that the way they do things or just like their job is being made obsolete. Oh, yeah. And I, and I don't mean it in a sense of here like that weird government thing we had, which we can talk about in a bit. If you should retrain as oh, insert this, yeah. but people like middle managers. Yeah. The busybodies that no one actually liked anyway. Mm. Who, who only exist to make your work life worse, like the manager I used to have, yeah. where he didn't need to work there. Like when like me or one of the other more experienced bar staff was on the bar, that guy's job was obsolete. He did not need to be there because he couldn't actually do anything that uh, without um, approval from a manager. Right, yeah. So he couldn't like count the tills or anything like that. So the only thing he really had was experience mm-hmm. and a title that allowed him to tell the people what to do. But on something like a bar where it's really casual, like when you've been there for a couple of months and you've like you know you know people there and you've earned the trust of the manager, do I really need someone leaning over my shoulder telling me stuff that I I've done a hundred times already? Mm -hmm. But they're getting paid more than me and they actually do less work than I do because I actually do all the work. They just tell me to do it. And why are they being paid to tell me to do stuff
1: I already know how to do? When at the end of the day, like that middle step could be completely skipped over and it could and just be like... your manager saying, you do your jobs and you guys do it instead of your manager telling a supervisor to tell you guys to do the job. Which is probably why uh, like, middle management,
0: a lot of officers like my friend's work are really trying to push to get people back to the office because they know that if it goes full digital or mostly work from home, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you paying this person 50 grand a year for? Yeah. And at the start of lockdown, like many, many years ago, you no, know, when the dark times began, mm-hmm. we talked about uh, that fashion correspondent for a magazine like whining about people wearing um, jeans and jogger bottoms at yeah. home. Yeah. Because they can see the obsolescence of their own career of, oh, no one's really going to listen to a dickhead who's telling them how to dress when they work in their own home. Yeah. And their only solution, and that only the solution that they see in their mind is to like just whine about it not being fair, mm-hmm. instead of adapt, like doing what they're supposed to, like what they tell the people to do, and adapt or suck it mm-hmm. up. Because you know, like those middle managers, if you told them, "Look, I've like had a really rough day. I don't think I can handle this workload." It's like, well, either do it or you get fired. Yeah. They would one hundred percent hold that over you. But now, the the instant the shoes on the other foot of like, well, I don't think we really need your position anymore. there's like no but you need to like risk people's lives to bring them into the office so i can do something yeah oh
1: god and it's great it is amazing like how many people just have completely shit the bed over this working from home stuff
0: like oh you need to come into the office why because that's how it's done yeah yeah but i'm doing i'm doing my job perfectly fine without being in the office why do i need to come in and it's like i've heard this like um, secondhand from my friend who works in office and it is infuriating to hear. Well,
1: like how many because, times have um, companies said over the years, like we can't do working from home more because like, people won't do their job. And then as soon as it happened, everyone just got on with their jobs and productivity has just like stayed the same. Mm-hmm. And the way,
0: like what's really frightening for him is that they're still pushing that people go back to the office and they've gone back to the office um, three days a week, a completely arbitrary amount. I mean, why specifically three days? He went, I don't know. Yeah. Like the, when I'm in there, I'm doing the same work I do when I'm at home. It just seems they want us in the office so they can see that we're mm-hmm. there. Uh, someone at his work got a confirmed case of COVID. Yeah, uh, they all share a like a staff eating area, but um, nobody. Like, and when people are asking, well, can we stay at home and work from home until we've had a test? It's like no, you still got to come in. Fuck off. Why? Because government guidelines specifically say you only have to stay at home if you've been in direct contact with this person. It's like, but we share an eating area. That's a, that's a, a public area, though, technically, on paper. Mm-hmm. It's like, unless you share an office space with them and you sit next to them, that's the only excuse you can have not to come Fucking in. But it's a communal office. We all sit in the same place and we all, like, stand... And we all, and all touch the same and stuff, like...
1: things and share the same space and use the same toilets and... Yeah. So what he did is he just did not turn up the next yeah. day.
0: And he found out uh, from a phone call from his boss and he was thinking, oh man, is he going to be them yelling at me? And no, it was a phone call from their boss at 10 in the morning saying, oh, um, uh, after thinking about it, um, don't come in. Oh. Or if you're at Don't tell you, don't come in, go home. And he was already at home. Yeah. Because the boss, oddly enough, did not turn Weird on. that, isn't it? Yeah. It's like that one of um, all those news reports. Mm. Uh, if you got people on the news, like it's time to reopen, like uh, reopen the country. And get back to work, and you're seeing like the the chyron at the bottom that they're recording this from their villa in France. Yeah.
1: It's like, um, did you see the one a while ago where it was the mayor of Las Vegas, and she was like, "We should completely reopen Las Vegas right now. We should have all of the um, the casinos reopen." Blah blah blah. And they went to it. Oh, so will you be there the day the uh, casinos reopen? Well, no. Why would I risk that? <laughs> and she's like, "It's perfectly safe. Reopen Las Vegas, we'll be fine." And then the moment she's pushed on, "Will you go into the casinos yourself? Would you go down there?" No. And like, you know, supervise your staff. Like, no, I wouldn't. Um... I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put myself at risk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's it's the best. Oh man. Oh. Right. So. So I'm going to try and do something. Oh, okay. What's Carl up to? Uh, now I got a message the other day. Oh, okay. Not a message, but I, something I got sent on Messenger. Is, um, uh, I alluded to it a little bit earlier. Yeah. And it was that um, telling people to adjust and make do. So, like, I don't mean it in the, the smarmy sense of go retrain and do your job. Do another job. It's more just like the same people who are telling everyone you've got to suck it up and deal with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Generally are the same people who are now screaming um, that their jobs are being made obsolete or that like you know um working from home is impacting their ability to
1: do their job yeah the type of person um, that, that oh well don't complain about shit but then as soon as something happens to them they'll non-stop complain yeah
0: but that can lead us into something the government did and then almost immediately backtracked on where they launched a, uh, a new thing where it is uh did you see the
1: advert is this a uh, fatima Yes it is. Um Lucas, would you like to just describe the advert to people? Um so it is just a, a picture of like um essentially like a woman's lower body of like sitting on a bench in a ballerina's outfit, like tying up her shoe. A ballerina shoe and it's like um Fatima could be in cyber, I believe, and she just doesn't know it yet. And the idea is and- oh yeah, um anyone in the creative industries should just stop doing what they do and stop doing what they enjoy, uh, learn to do a proper job and retrain. Yeah, like
0: it doesn't say that explicitly, but that's what's implied. It's like you're not doing a real job, you should retrain and do something that contributes to the economy. Mm-hmm. And then it is immediately torn apart because it's like, well, you had to hire a photographer to do yeah. this. You had to hire a, a graphic designer. A creative team came up with the idea for this advert. So the very existence of this advert proves that its message is right and that there is still value in these creative industries. There may not be a lot of money in them right now, but they are 100% still something that needs to exist Mm -hmm. as evidenced by the fact you made this advert and needed to hire them to do it. But what happened was like the government have walked this back very quickly. There is still online right now. And I got sent a link to this the other day, but I never filled it in because I thought I'd save it for the podcast. Okay. And that is, it's discover your skills and careers oh, no. to help you figure out what you should do now that the creative industry is been fucked up and the government's not supporting it with bailouts like they are. spoons, for example. Yeah. So, Lucas, would you like to go through the assessment with me and figure out what I should do when YouTube shits the bed? What I should retrain myself? Let's to. find out what call is going to be in a few years. Apparently. Okay, so I'm on the government website right now. I'm on beta. Dot national careers. service. gov. uk forward slash assessment. And this is just a brief um, series of questions to determine your personality, your likes, that sort of okay. thing to decide, like to help you decide like, what you should retrain as. So uh, we're going to start with Lucas. I am comfortable telling people what to do, and this ranges from strongly agree to strongly disagree. And I'd say that as the owner of a company. And uh, the re- leader, founder of a YouTube channel where I have people work for me or with me, I should say. Like, you work with me, but um, I, I guess I, t- I, have, I have my hands on the reins. Mm-hmm. I am strongly, I'm going to strongly agree that I am comfortable telling people what to do. Okay, so that's one, next. So next we have, I make decisions quickly, strongly agree. <laughs> Straight away. Uh, I like to take control of situations. I don't like to... But I guess in a lot of situa- a lot of scenarios, I have
1: to. Um, well, I would say then that you don't like to. That's the, that's the wording that they've used. So I disagree with that. I I do, but I don't enjoy it because you do when you are required to, but
0: you don't want to. Mm-hmm. I prefer to follow what other people are doing. Uh, I'm going to strongly disagree with that one, <laughs> uh, considering that I'm the only person on YouTube I'm aware of who actively tells advertisers to fuck mm. right off that one I like taking responsibility for other people uh, Lucas did you enjoy that pay rise I gave you?
1: Uh, no Carl I
0: hate pay rises yeah because I felt a moral responsibility to help you guys like you know um, weather the storm of Covid and lockdowns. I'm going to strongly agree yeah mm-hmm. Do I felt like it was my moral responsibility to help people who were working with me now, I set myself targets when I have things to do and usually meet them I set myself targets yeah okay I'm going to agree with I'd that I'd
1: say uh, like uh, you and the channel as a whole is pretty good at meeting targets I try to,
0: but I, they're more nebulous and abstract. But it is nice when, like, I do have, like, some rough targets. Oh, well, I
1: mean, you know, like, uh, um, for example, your target of, like, well, we have a video, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Like, yeah. that happens every week. And we have, like, you know,
0: on a uh, a more, like, uh, individual sense, we have, like, a recording goals for each yeah. week. Yeah. Is that So, yeah, I guess that's true. So I like to see things through to the end. Well, I'm hoping to see the end of this um, uh, quiz cause I want to know what I'm going to train on. <laughs> so I'm going to agree for that one. I am a competitive person. I'm going to disagree. That's fair. I don't think I'm that competitive.
1: No, I, w- I wouldn't say you're overly competitive. Uh, not overly so. Not,
0: it's not something that I think defines my personality, so I'm going to put, disagree mm-hmm. on that. Um, doing well in a career motivates me. How is this a question? How does doing well not motivate? Like That motivates everyone. Is
1: that not yeah. just a nebulous, like, universal thing?
0: of like, oh, when you're doing really well, it encourages you to do better or like you want like, to go to work People feel well.
1: good being like
0: doing well at things. like That's just a thing. Um, I like to set myself goals in life. Agree, yeah. I think I like to set myself goals. Fair enough, yeah. Again, some of them are nebulous and abstract, but I do Yeah, them. yeah. I'm comfortable talking. I'm comfortable talking people around to my way of thinking. Oh, sorry, it was just written in a really good yeah. way. It's like uh, not one long sentence. It's like multiple lines. Uh, down. So yeah, I think I am. I think I'm quite good at that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm comfortable doing it as well. I like, have worked in like you know a very customer focused industry for you a while. You do have to get good at that in um, yeah. retail. Yeah, so I'm good at coming up to an. I'm good at coming to an agreement with other people. I'd agree with that.
1: I mean, yeah, we're we doing a good I at agreeing like on fun. these
0: answers. I'm comfortable talking in front of a group of people. Well, I talk to 100,000 <laughs> people to like four or five times a week. So I guess I have to be. I'm comfortable doing it, but I don't enjoy it. I like meeting new people. Strongly disagree. <laughs> I like meeting people but not new people new people are the worst I find it hard to understand other people's point of view It's the thing I can understand a lot of people's other points we talk a lot about um, like weird assholes yeah. and one of my, uh, the things we like to do on this very podcast is imagine what life is like from their perspective <laughs> so I'm going to disagree with that one and when we talk about like weirdos on Twitter we do like to theorize what that person's life yeah, is like yeah. so how did they get to this point in life I like to help other people. Agree. Again, doesn't everyone?
1: No, no, not with that one. What...
0: But what kind of sociopath is going to put I disagree with that statement? People are going to say, people will. People like to other think people. that
1: they like to help others. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's one of those questions where it's like, oh, do you think you're a good person? Everybody's going to say mm. yes, even if it's like you know, that's open to interpretation. But mo- like they may not necessarily be that nice. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to say that they are. What a stupid question. I like to help other people. Of course I do. Uh, I enjoy working with other people around. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Like uh, filming without people there has been really strange. It
1: has been the struggle of lockdown, of like, we've mentioned a few times of, like, for example, um, the the Breath of the Wild playthrough that we've like put on hiatus on my channel of like, look, we really want to do this last bit uh, in person. Because it's not quite the same doing things remotely and like, Obviously, that's going to take a while now, but there is a difference. Very it, long it, time, yeah. it does feel good to like have the energy of other people in the room.
0: Yeah, uh, I want to make things better for people. I, I really do. I try my best to. There's the whole impetus behind the channel, mm. and my like career in general. Is like uh, I want to do one thing every day that makes people smile. Um, I will get involved if I think I can help. Yeah, usually. That's my job. I want to put your depends for that one. Fair
1: enough, yeah. It does depend on the I de-
0: <laughs> uh, There's a lot of like ways that a lot of people can help, but they choose not mm-hmm. to. Um, just for, like personal reasons, I was like, I can't be asked. So I am comfortable hearing other people's problems. I disagree. I'm not comfortable hearing people's problems, but I do care about my friends and such. So even though I'm not comfortable hearing about their problems, I still want to know about them.
1: That's the weird thing, isn't it? Is like a lot of people don't talk about the issues, to friends and family. It's. A- but I don't want to upset them or make them feel uncomfortable or something. It's like, but generally, even if people don't like hearing that stuff, they want to help you out and hear it anyway. Yeah, just
0: because I'm not comfortable hearing um, um, someone's issues, it doesn't mean I don't care right, about their well-being. Yeah. Either way, so I like to work out complicated things. Not particularly. <laughs> not a fan. If something's complicated, it's for someone who's got a better skill set than me. <laughs> like, I'm too old. I'm too old now. I like to get to the center of the issue. Uh, I guess yeah, I agree with that. But like, is it, like what a stupid question. It's like, do you like to get to the center of an issue or do you like to like not? So what do you mean? Do I just like to let things linger and never solve do the problem? Do you really like
1: to just float around the problem, Carl? Yeah.
0: I like working with facts. Strongly agree. <laughs> Could I even ask that? Look at that. It's just for me. Strongly agree. I like working with numbers. Strongly disagree. I hate numbers. I'm terrible at math. I am not a mathematician. Fair, fair. I, I just, I, the, the weird thing is, well, I went to college to do um, statistical mathematics and physics. Oh, right. And that's why I, that's why I don't like yeah. it, because I realized, fuck fair. this.
1: I couldn't do this every day. That happened to me with chemistry. Right. I, I quit that after a year in college. Yeah, so
0: I enjoy learning new things. Well, yeah, it's kind of my job. That is your job. I want it to come up at the end. Your next career should be host of facts. Yeah,
1: your next career. should. You should probably research and like make videos about facts on YouTube. Yeah.
0: Because so I found this out of Adam where he did it, and they told him you should retrain to work in retail. Oh, no, work in the service industry. I already did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they told him to go and retrain and do his own job. It's like, God damn it. Uh, I enjoy coming up with new ways of doing things. Uh, well, yeah, I really do like that. I do like finding the weird way mm. of doing something. Yeah. That's like, you know, off the. Off, uh, not off cuff. Um, uh, off colour, I guess. Not the usual that, way. It's not the mainstream way. Yeah, just to be weird or um, uh, different. Oh, I try to think differently to other people. There jets. you go, then. Right, that's the, the whole emphasis panel you should run. Again, I want to. Do things my way, which is very different to how everyone else does it. So, I like to use my imagination to create new things. I'm really not a creative person. That's the weird thing. I work mostly around facts. I cannot write fiction. Mm. Like jokes are about as close as I get to creating something. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm going to disagree with that. I'm, I, um, I'm not a very creative person. I like to try new things. Again, I I really don't. I do try new things because I know that I should.
1: But you don't want. <laughs> I don't
0: like. Yeah, I don't like it. It's that thing of like I know that um, it's a bad thing not to experience new yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So like um, when I went, to, I swear, I went to Europe. Um, I didn't want to go to Europe, but I knew that um, in ten years' time, um, I would look back and go, "Oh, I stayed at work for a month, or I went to Europe." So even though I didn't want to go, I thought it's probably better for me as a person. Well, that's that's a good way it. to
1: be because a lot of people don't want to do new things and therefore don't so at least even if you can admit to yourself i don't want to do it i think it's like a good thing to at least f- push yourself in yeah. that regard so like,
0: i know that i don't like so, like for example with food and drink mm-hmm. um, i'm very set in my ways when it comes to food and drink so i don't often try new things in regards to that it's like well i know that i like this thing so i'm just going to order that again. Oh, right, yeah and I think that attitude's fine, but when it comes to experiences, yeah, yeah, of course. I feel like you've less excuses. Like, I know that I like sitting on my ass playing video mm. games, but I don't want to use it as an excuse not to go out and like you know try a sport or something like that if I'm invited. or to an event. Yeah, okay. So I know I'd be just as happy to sit in the house and play, if not more happy, because yeah. I know that I enjoy it, just sitting and watching a film, but I'm still going to try my best to go out if I'm invited. Not right now, Carl. Not right now, no. <laughs> Um, I enjoy creative activities. Um, it depends. I'm not good at them, but I do enjoy yeah. them. Like, I do enjoy drawing, I'm really bad at drawing. <laughs> uh, I like to focus on details. It's kind of a job. It's a little bit. Um, I plan my day so I can best use my time. I don't plan my day. I plan my week. Cause, uh, I don't like the minutia of having like, okay, at this time I'll do this. But I guess you kind I of can, do, like, though. Come- you can confirm we have like set filming days. Yes, yeah. and so that's. So I'm, I'm not really. I guess. I guess I do. I, I, I guess yeah, that I is plan planning day your
1: day, but in a more like macro sense, yeah. like. Yeah, I just say, like, uh, for example, with writing, I
0: write on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mm-hmm. I don't have a specific time to write. I just know that at some point during today, I need to find two or three hours to sit down and write. I guess that's planning in your own way, though. Yeah, so I guess so I'm going to agree with that one. Um, I like to do things in a careful order, so disagree with that one. Actually, no, wait. Oh God, it depends. It depends. <laughs> I mean, I'm mean indecisive. Um, I like to follow rules and processes. It depends. Because just because a rule, just it's a rule, doesn't mean it makes mm-hmm. sense. Doesn't mean there's not a better yeah. way to do it. Um, I feel restricted when I have to follow a routine. Yes, I do. It's one of the reasons lockdowns really been um, uh, doing a number mm-hmm. on me. So yeah, I'm gonna put agree with that one. Um, I like to see the results of the work I do. Yeah, who doesn't? Like, again, who doesn't like to see the results of work they do? No, Carl. I like
1: just sending things out into the void.
0: It's like there's a great study on this, and it's like uh, it's sh- it's an experiment that shows this is why like praise in the workplace is really important. Yeah. And it was an experiment where they got um, a bunch of um, students, which uh, is always students in a university, and said fill in forms. Mm-hmm. And every time they filled in a form, and um, they got oh, a okay. dollar or something like that. It's like some like m- small amount, but if you do it for a while, you get you know you make a decent bit of money. And it was three things would happen when you turned in your form. It would either be uh, you hand it in, uh, the person reads it over, says well done, and asks if you'd like to do another. Yeah. Uh, the person puts it down without looking at it, and then asks if you'd like to fill in another one, or feeds it directly into a shredder in front of you and then ask if you'd like to stay on the <laughs> one. And they found that praising people for their work um was like 30, 40% more likely mm-hmm. to stay on that they would like, you know, uh, fill in more forms and earn more money. So you got a more productive worker and they found that what they do is every time they fill one in, they would lower the amount of money they'd get for the next one.
1: Oh, okay. And
0: so this this study showed that by praising people they would work for longer for mm-hmm. less money. So they are willing to, you know, take a hit to like monetarily Um, and even like, you know, to their time because they're being praised for the work that they're doing and um, feeding it directly into a shredder and destroying the work in front of them was seen as being almost as bad as ignoring it entirely. Man. So, yeah, um, always praise people who do work for you. Mm. So, yeah, good job, Lucas. Thank you. Um, I like to get involved in making things. Yes. Who doesn't?
1: I guess there's some people. I want to know the it?
0: person who hates all this stuff. I want to meet the like the sad, depressing sack of shit. It was like I hate seeing new things. <laughs> I hate creating stuff. I hate seeing the. I hate working work. with other people. people. I enjoy getting involved in practical tasks. Who doesn't? No better than like it's like it's a really good break up today. Mm. Um, I like working with my hands or tools. No, um, I'm very clumsy. <laughs> um, I enjoy planning a task more than actually doing it. Yeah, that depends. But there's a lot of times where it's like, oh, do the other thing where you're like, oh, yeah, we should do this when, when you're drunk. Oh, we should go on holiday and do this, this,
1: this, this. Oh, and yeah, this. yeah. And then you get around to like, oh fuck's sake! Now I've got a bucket and you can't. You realise that it's not as simple as just like walking onto a plane. Okay, so that's my assessment complete. Okay. Uh, what to do next? Next,
0: you'll see some careers you may be interested in. You can answer more questions to refine your results. Uh, He says here as a disclaimer, your results are based on your responses and do not reflect opportunities
1: available in the job market. Of course not. So basically making it completely fucking pointless. Because that's what I find weird is like, people are losing their jobs and they also are willing to pretend, like say the, I don't know, five, 10 million people in the UK in creative jobs are all meant to also find work elsewhere where... Like people are losing jobs, so like, where are these magical jobs coming from? Exactly. Okay, so uh, what you told us, like, you like
0: to lead people and are good at taking control of situations, sociable, easy to understand. So okay, so some of the careers that might interest you: emergency and uniform services, um, teaching and education, and then managerial. And I can answer questions about these to refine what specifically in each area they should do. So um, we'll start with. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, which one would you like to start uh, Well,
1: best? right now, I might need emergency help, call. I've just seen a okay, giant so spider go. on the wall right near me.
0: Oh, God. Uh, so Okay, then. So, well, let's find out what in the emergency service on uniform services I should do. So, are you able to control your emotions even in difficult situations? Yeah, I'm very unemotional most <laughs> of the time. Yes. Do you think you are good at staying calm under pressure? No. I, I I look like I'm calm, but that's because I just don't know what to do. Oh, okay, yeah. Are you comfortable? Are you comfortable, comfortable talking through things with other people so they understand? Uh, no. Assessment complete. What to do next? Let's have a look at my results. Oh, so it says that from this, um, I should go into the merchant navy. Wait, what? Yeah. So I should go work on a ship, Lucas, in the emergency services. So yeah, that's the office it's giving me there. Okay. So it's saying go be, go um, and join the navy. So the other one is teaching and education, which I originally trained to do. Oh really? Uh, this is a fact. This is a fact people may not know about me. Uh, but I was originally training to be a teacher. That was my plan until I talked to someone who taught for a living, and they went, "I fucking hate kids." Yeah. Like they hate they hate their job. And every person I've ever spoken to since then who is a teacher says they fucking hate. Agreed.
1: their job. Agreed. I don't know anybody um, like of my friends that went into teaching and is like, yeah, yeah, it's a great job. Yeah, so I immediately um, uh, just
0: abandoned that idea. Abandon ship, call. Abandon ship for the when I, Especially when I found out as well, the burnout time for a teacher is yeah. 10 years. Which means you train for five years and go work for 10 and then immediately go to another career. So are you comfortable working in a team? Yes, I am. I'd hope so. Oh, assessment complete. So what do I need to do? Careers that might interest you. Portage home visitor. So, a Portage Home visits provide help with home for pre at home for preschool children with learning difficulties. Oh, that's similar to what my dad does. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, cuz uh, my dad works with children with special mm-hmm. needs. I don't think that's really a career for me. I don't think I'd be very good yeah, at Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'm 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 quite good with children, but I don't think I have like, you know, the caring hand that is necessary to like, you know, help guide children with difficulties. Fair enough. Uh, in the, the very start of their education, that seems like so that needs a more
1: nuanced. See hand me and um, than mine. Me p- and children have a good understanding that we don't like each other and we'll try and stay away from one another. Basically, yeah. And then
0: we've got uh, managerial. Are you good at thinking of new ways to do something without being told? Yes, I am. <laughs> Are you able to read well? well? I read this. Assessment complete. Okay, so what did we get from this Two one? It, what do you want me to do? Two questions. That's all you need. Uh, so the three uh, choices it's given me here that I may be interested in are management consultant, transport planner, so a transport planner to manage roads and rail and air networks, and a human resource manager. You know, that career is probably going to be fucking <laughs> yeah. obsolete because
1: everyone's working online now. Oh, God. So, Carl, out right. of your new prospects, what are you going for? I don't know. There's a couple more. There's sport and Oh, measure. okay.
0: Business and for oh, creative and media. This is what I want.
1: As if they're even putting that as a fucking option. So let's go for
0: creative and media, shall we? Um, are you comfortable talking through things that other people so that they understand? Uh, I'm not comfortable doing it, so no. And then, are you comfortable working as a team? Yes. Are you comfortable doing a variety of tasks in the jobs and open things changing? Yes. It's kind of the nature of the job that I do now. Okay, see results careers that might interest you upholsterer. <laughs> enjoy doing new things why don't you be a fucking couch upholsterer it's like and i'm not making fun of the job of being an upholsterer is the fact that after doing all this quiz it's like you should go do and you should go be one. yeah
1: yeah that is a perfectly fine job
0: it is but my favorite bit is though as well it says that oh you'll earn 12 grand a year what and you'll be freelance self employed
1: how is that good advice yeah 12 grand a year that's
0: fucking nothing it's just like oh careers that might interest you and I think we could do one more one more of these things we've got uh, business and finance sport and leisure science and research manufacturing hospitality and retail
1: Um, well considering you worked on a bar see what things you should
0: do in hospitality okay so let's go for hospitality and food the last one and answer the question are you comfortable working in a team or with other people yes next are you comfortable talking through no I'm not comfortable doing that so I think it's just the same question so see my results uh, careers that might interest you waiter <laughs> so go get your old job back.
1: Oh. <laughs> like Carl fuck off having a business go be a waiter again and then the other one is a food factory oh, worker wow.
0: I mean that'll, that'll earn you a better wage than waiter will that's the thing. We're not. I'm not making fun of any of these jobs, but like um, the ad was so dystopian in the way it is of like, don't be creative, don't use your mind, don't do things that are fun. Go be a cog in the machine. And like some of the suggestions that are given me are like, work in a fucking factory. Yeah.
1: I've, like that must be so. That's so depressing. So to bring it back to the uh, the Fatima advert, have you seen yes. the uh, the edit going around of like Fatima could be in cyber, she just didn't know it yet, and it's just a picture of yeah, a was, cyberman. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I like I like the one as well where it's a picture of Nigella Lawson. Nigella could be on
1: OnlyFans and she doesn't know it yet. And I heard that one and she'd fucking. Kill oh, I life. saw. Um, Dominic Cummings could be a castle guide. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> oh,
0: so good. Oh, if I look at one of the other ones, uh, it's like just the jobs that he's saying I could do. Yeah. It was just like, oh yeah, you could be an education technician. So I could simultaneously go work in a factory, be a waiter, or be a fucking person who guides children with learning difficulties on their first days of school, or part of the
1: navy, or an upholsterer. So basically, do anything. That's that's what. Yeah. That is not guidance in any way of like, oh, Carl, uh, what could you retrain to be anything?
0: Yeah, it's almost like you can learn to do almost oh oh wait, Lucas. Oh Lucas. no. <laughs> I just put in for the one that is um uh, sport and leisure. And <laughs> the suggestion it gave me is fair ground. Oh, no. <laughs> is that even a career
1: you can get into? Well it must be. They're normally like family businesses, aren't they? I don't know. Like I guess if you go work for like fucking Alton Towers, it's not.
0: I would not be surprised if one of the ones here was, like, be a Santa. Because it says, like, oh, you could work. It's like, oh, that'd be great. Like, oh, yeah, work as a fucking Christmas Santa. Get a casual 45 weeks off a year. (laughs) You you could
1: work for up to four weeks every year. It's like, oh, like, like,
0: yeah, fucking, I feel for anyone out there who has, like, um, had um, struggling, who's struggling with their job prospects because of um, COVID and lockdown. But this is not the way to fix it. Like it is so offensive. It borders on no. Offensive. It doesn't
1: border on offensive, Carl. It like, is offensive. Like just how patronising yeah. it is, and the fact that they turned broad- around and basically told everybody in well the entire creative industry in the UK that their jobs are not viable,
0: and they're not. And it's like, anything. oh
1: great. So, um, what's one of the biggest contributions to the economy in Britain? Oh, is it like tourism and leisure? You know, that thing that all the creative industries are the reason for it. I can't Mm. wait to give it a year or two when, like, concerts are allowed again. It's like, well, I don't know, fucking Muse want to come and do a concert in London. It's like, well, they can't because we can't put on the show. We've got no one in that field anymore. It's like, oh, great. Great, okay. The Lion King's going to do a a UK tour. Oh, no, no, no one can run the theatres anymore. Yeah, there was yeah. no actors it's like oh everyone quit being an actor to go work as a um, in the merchant navy. everyone it's also everyone survived. went to go get a fucking zero hour contract and work as a waiter it's like great It's as well it is really really
0: fucking um, uh, bad that one of suggestions is join the military oh
1: yeah horrendous
0: it's like uh, yeah just f- like more blood for the yeah. machine give your life to um, the country Using it, like, just completely wreck your body. It's great. In service of um, uh, the country. But, God, damn that's, sorry. that's really uh, a giggle on my face.
1: Oh, man. That was really
0: fun. I can't believe how many different <laughs> jobs that told you to go get. It's almost like um, people are adaptable. Yep. And if you train for a job, you can do pretty much anything.
1: And um, I think we mentioned it not long ago on another podcast of just, like, yeah um you don't necessarily need to hire someone with experience hire someone with like, a good attitude and that you can just teach them how to do the job
0: yeah on the job training yeah. is the real
1: thing like most jobs
0: aren't like unless they require specialized training at which point um you're going to make like, all the people interviewing are going to be suitable for the job so it's like a yeah. point it, just hire the person who just wants to be there mm-hmm. Because like, oh, you that you
1: want to be around. I mean, at the end of the day, every job I've ever done, I didn't know how to do when I got the job. I've been trained. And how if it was a job everything. where you need, to, if it was a job where you
0: did need to be trained for it. Like you wouldn't be applying for a job that you exactly, do. yeah. So it's,
1: like again, a moot point? It's just,
0: yeah. What, what Just people want just hire people you want. So to So Carl
1: around. is um, a Fiend ending now, so that you can go join the navy. It might do, but we can end on, like, a great um, uh, email Ooh, I got.
0: okay. On. And, um, like, I am i don't know if I'm going to be able to find it because I've got a whole bunch because we've re- been doing a lot of sponsorships. So we've got a whole, like, this. my inbox is full of sponsors. But, um, yeah, you may have seen my response to it uh, on Twitter where it was someone asking, oh, Carl, would you ever consider um, if someone could say they could do the editing work that's done for the channel? to the same
1: level of quality, but do it cheaper, would you hire them? I mean, you know, you might not, but I might. Vera. I might be yeah. a middleman. You never know. But I'm I, I just <laughs> saying, like, uh,
0: what do you think of that?
1: Well, I mean, A, you're not trying to say, like you literally, as you mentioned, gave us a pay rise to try and be a nice person, like be fair and let us have more time to work on our own things. And, like, you are paying us more than fairly. And we're also friends. So, yeah. But I was wondering, like, what your thoughts was
0: about someone just asking me straight
1: up? Have you ever considered... Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, not only do you want to pay us what we're paying, like, you actively chose to pay us that because you wanted to give us, like, you know, a better lifestyle and you didn't want to cheap us out. But, B... Were you fucking friends and that's why we got the job? So it's like, oh, well, would you consider firing your friends if I told you, you could do it for cheaper?
0: Yeah. And just the way that I summed it up, because I, I was just so baffled by this. Like me and my girlfriend were speaking about it and she had a really, really good point and a really specific way of wording it, which is are people so blinded by capitalism? They genuinely think the only reason you haven't fired your friends and got someone cheaper in, is because the thought never occurred to you, not because it's a horrible thing to do.
1: Yeah, true, yeah. Like,
0: people are so blinded to the idea, or they like, they worship at the altar of, like, do anything to make money, fuck everything else, that the only reason you haven't fired all your friends and hired people to do the job for half the price is just because no one told you it was not an Yeah, answer. yeah.
1: Or, like, the only reason you haven't fired us is because somebody hasn't come to you with a better price. Fucking hell. Like, I I get that it's just an innocuous question, but when you sit down and actually think about what they're saying, it's like, oh, would you fire your friends to make a cheap book? It's like, no. Uh, No, I wouldn't. And it's weird because, like, I, (laughs) I don't know how many times we say it, but, like... I doubt that that person isn't aware that we're all friends on the channel. Because you, you mention it quite point. a lot. And yeah.
0: The idea behind the channel is it's friends and conversations with friends. But I just thought that'd be an interesting way to like, you know, bookend that entire <laughs> conversation uh, about uh, like jobs and stuff like that. And uh, just people being so, like the government being so cynical about like the idea that you only exist to create yeah. profit and value for a company. Uh, like, an actual human being genuinely, like, asked the question of, have you
1: ever thought about firing all your friends? I mean, Carl. To make more money. Carl, at the end of the day, I am getting fired from this and, you know, going and retraining to be part of the Navy or something, apparently. We all are, <laughs> making us all train for the Navy.
0: But I was just like, that really just took yeah. me back. of uh, just yeah. Have you ever thought of just finding out, And then the other one, and this one really, really got to me. Uh, in terms of like how funny, how funny it was to like um, in isolation. And it was someone who legitimately asked, "Oh, so I've I've got plans for when the channel dies, which will no doubt I like, I I've, I've spoke about before, but um, long story short of it is I'm aware that YouTube is a finite resource or not resource like experience, and there's like a finite amount of time I'll be able to make money from it, and that it will be profitable for mm-hmm. me." And I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine. Within a couple of years' time, I will not be doing YouTube. Fair enough, yeah. Like, it, is ne- it was never something I approached with the idea I would do it for the rest mm. of my life. Someone asked, when YouTube ends, or when you stop making money from it, will you still make the videos for fun? And I was waiting to ask you that, Lucas, like, since you, like, you edit them. So when I <laughs> stop paying you, will you still like, edit the videos for free? You know, for fun? Oh, dear, No. That's so what I think about that. When you stop making money from this thing, will you still make them? No, because
1: I have no money to pay the people who edit them.
0: They're not, like, People don't work for fucking free.
1: Uh, yeah, sorry, Carl. If you're not paying me anymore, I ain't sticking around on the channel. And I don't, I,
0: don't, I, I 100% respect that because that's the way you yeah. should be. But again, the idea that someone legitimately in their head does not see the issue with that question of, oh, yeah, well, why don't you just make the content for free? Yeah. Because I need to eat like, food. Like, would you
1: and all of your team be open to just, like, fuck it, let's not, let's not, like, pay rent? And you would not ask that of any other No, you career. wouldn't. Like, if you're, like, your mailman
0: got fucking fired, you would <laughs> not say, say we well, still do, do it in my post with Big job No! <laughs> I'm not going to I'm going to get another job in the Navy, <laughs> yeah, apparently. Of bolsterer. I just thought that was just really funny of like when I saw that and I just showed, like, I just turned my phone around and showed my girlfriend and she just fucking sighed. Well, it's just um,
1: I think we mentioned it on stream of just like is that like fantasized idea of the starving artist? Yeah, the uh, the romanticized
0: idea that you're just doing it, because you love it so much. It's like I did do that for five to six years and then I started to make enough money for it to be my yeah. job, and I'd never and I'd never want to go back to not. It not being my job or not earning money from it or at least enough to live. And um,
1: it's the same thing of like, you, you see a lot of um, artists on the likes of Twitter and social media sharing all these horror stories of people and it's like, oh, well, why don't you just give me the drawing? You enjoy doing it, don't you? So I also enjoy <laughs> and paying rent. It's like, fuck off. And then like, the weird part though is
0: people right at the very top try and romanticize it yeah. as well. Uh, like every time like YouTube has a shit, um, uh, change that means people don't earn as much money from it or people the option to earn money is taken away from yeah. other people so oh we just like you shouldn't be getting into YouTube for the money it's like that's fair yeah like you shouldn't get into a creative industry, like with this sole intention of making money but
1: it shouldn't be discounted as a valid reason to do it and it was um we've mentioned it before it was that moment when YouTube changed it so you can only start earning any kind of money if you've got a thousand subscribers or more. And then you saw all of the people with like a million plus subscribers going, "Well, guys, you really shouldn't do it to money." Also, give me money on Patreon. Go watch my videos. Buy my yeah. merch. The same people who have um, business um, email addresses used solely for business um,
0: inquiries linked in their Twitter before even a link to their channel. Yeah,
1: and it's weird because and the same people telling. I you always thought that was money. a bit weird until um, I actually had to put it in a couple of days ago. Or maybe even yesterday. Oh, okay. Oh, you've got a business email. Uh, well, I just put like my, my YouTube email is my business email. It's the only thing I use it for. Oh, yeah. It's like um, a
0: Gmail that you don't use for anything. Um, but yeah, happy.
1: and it was because I, like a games um, like promoting company. They're not actually a publisher. They just promote indie games. It was like, look, um, they've given me like a couple of codes in the past. And it's like, if you want a code for this game, you must have your email in your Twitter profile so that we can verify that Twitter is linked to you and stuff. And I was like, oh, right, okay. So maybe that's why people do it. But I've always found it weird until I got to the point, like, I think it might have been yesterday or the day before where I had to change my profile to put it in myself. And I was like, ah, right, I see now. But why can't it be a thing of like, oh, we need to prove that it's you?
0: Because, well, I can just tweet out right now if
1: you want. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? i have like... Well, I could just direct message you right now on Twitter to prove it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it's easier when you're going through a horde of requests to not have to do that. To make it as simple as possible for the person clicking on a thousand profiles to just verify it very quickly.
0: Yeah, but I just, I just found that really good. <laughs> just when you stop making money, do you want to do it for free now?
1: No. And it's is weird, isn't it, that no, like, uh... people seem to be under the impression that you're only allowed to be paid for what you do if you fucking hate it. Yeah, that's a really strange thing. Is that why can't we be paid for things we enjoy? It's
0: weird. It's very, very strange. But yeah, we can end it there. Just like, yeah, if you uh, you can enjoy your job, it's not a crime. Well, according
1: to some people, it is, called. <laughs> according to the government, yeah. it fucking is. Oh, God. It's like, I love that. Fatima could be in cyber. Oh, go fuck yourself. Nigella could be on there. She could. She'd have a fucking fucking mint on there. She'd be like, unstoppable. (laughs) Like, only fans are shut down because nobody subscribes to anybody but Nigella. It's all about Nigella Lawson.
0: i would never forget that fucking Nigella Lawson uh, got done for doing cocaine. At the same time, she had a cookbook out. She's, people don't know who Nigella Lawson is. Go one, Google Nigella Lawson. You'll, you'll find me later. Uh, very strong milf energy on display. Um, is a, a baker, like famous chef. Uh, she, sort of she was I very, had, very popular. Maybe about ten years ago. Yeah, like, domestic goddess is one of the terms you describe like uh, that uh, sort of like that energy, like, that um, uh, uh, like form mm-hmm. of entertainment, I suppose. But she had a cookbook out of like best recipes, and the picture on the front is her with her face in a pile of flour. I really want to find. I really so, want to find this picture now. I want to just see it. So it's like that thing of like when she was like the news headlines are Nigella, of um, being accused. Or I think she admitted to it amidst um, using cocaine. <laughs> and like the what picture do you think they're gonna use? It's the one of her on the cookbook with a face in a big pile of flour. <laughs> It's like, fucking it, you go, Nigella Lawson. Oh, that's fucking amazing. Because so I want to say, like, I Googled her for some reason the other day. Because me and my girlfriend were talking about, like, old people who could still yeah, get yeah. it. It's so, like, who's someone who's, like, old who you say like, could fucking, like, he's still killing it and could absolutely 100% just get it if they want It turned out, like, Nigella Lawson, she, my girl was like, why? She's not old when like, she's 60. She, she's fucking <laughs> not 60. I'm like, Google it. Like she's she was 60 the yeah. other week and there's a picture of her that I think we found. It's like, oh, she's out for her 60th birthday with her daughter and she looks better than her daughter. <laughs> it's like, fucking hell Nigella. Uh,
1: well, oh, I couldn't find so the good. picture uh, but I did just Google Nigella Lawson cocaine and it came up, Nigella Lawson took cocaine and other drugs every day for years.
0: <laughs> and then <laughs> you just look at it. it's like, oh, okay, Nigella. No wonder
1: she looks so good, man.
0: It's just that thing, though. Fucking cookbook. <laughs> just a face in a big pile of flour. That was the best one. It was oh, so man. good. Oh, look, I was in, like, a fucking H&M or something like that and just saw it like, absolutely have howling.
1: <laughs> it was great.
0: Well, no, I think we can end it there. Have you got anything you want to plug uh, in? Yeah,
1: us? as usual, I will just plug my gaming content. And I am Legend of Kanto on both YouTube and Twitch and... Yeah, we're playing games, and very, very soon, I believe, this Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. so two days after this goes live, you can find me and Carl playing Super Mario Sunshine on my channel.
0: that going to Finally, yeah. It. Yeah, uh, and I'm just going to plug uh, Nigella Lawson <laughs> on Instagram, because so I'm on her Instagram right now. Oh, go to our OnlyFans page, it's um, great. No, I'm on her Instagram. Oh, she do not post fucking selfies, she's just fucking posting pictures she's of cuts. So, look. What about Nigella Lawson.com? Here we go. The home of Nigella. <laughs> yes. Recipe of the day. A night in with Nigella Lawson. Fucking hell. Why out. is
1: Carl just plugging Nigella Lawson? Uh,
0: because she's <laughs> fucking awesome. Is it's that thing though, oh, when you show people a picture of her, goes this woman's sixty years old and like eats nothing but cake and does cocaine like five times a week for ten years. <laughs> And you're like, you look and you go, what? What is going on? Why is this? Like, that's not oh, even the fair. secret
1: to live cake and cocaine.
0: Oh, it's like, you look at Keith Richards and he looks yeah. like
1: shit. And he's like, how old
0: is he? Oh, he's like 90 odd. And it led to the rumor, oh yeah, every time you smoke a cigarette, it takes five minutes off your life and gives it to Keith <laughs> Richards. He's <laughs> like, so he's just never going to fucking die, is he? So there's just people you know they are going to live forever out oh, of spite. It's so, like, god damn it, man. Anyway, yeah, see everyone in a bit.